This podcast is part of the Dark Myths Collective. Visit darkmyths.org to discover more shows like this one. The darkness awaits. So, on our way to Point Pleasant, um, me and the Mothman pop figure I got, um, very excited, started really early this morning, also um, using this equipment on the road, so not, I'm, I'm hoping it's all going to, it all should turn out fine, I mean, I've used this equipment plenty before, it's just like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm testing it out, I want to do more of these adventures and stuff like this, also I'm going to do the Patreon exclusive um, investigation at Flatwoods, which I'll be recording tomorrow and everything, so there's that. Um, as for the, as for Mothman right now, um, I am about an hour and a half out. I'm getting there way earlier than I expected, so I'm very excited about that. Um, just cause I, I want to kind of get there early to check out stuff, you know, maybe get some records and stuff done with people before things really get going and everything um stuff does pick up there so it's one of those things it's nice to maybe hit up stuff before things get all wild and crazy and my ears keep popping because i am heading through uh i'm basically almost in the dead center of west virginia this trip um basically takes us through um, whenever me and Ellie go or whenever I go this is the third year we're going to the Mothman or at least I'm going she um had other stuff going on this weekend that she could not cancel and it was one of those things to where we were trying to make it work but it's about a five-hour drive for us from where we live so trying to do a five-hour drive early in the morning then a five-hour drive in the evening was just not something she was um too psyched about so she decided to take the year off uh, I of course wanted to go still so I was given the grace of still being able to go to Mothman um, I'm very excited like I said this is my third year um, every year I go I, I seem to have more and more fun my only complaint this year is that it is a month not month I keep saying a month a week later than it normally is normally it falls around my birthday but um this time they have pushed it back a week i don't know in what relation to why or anything i could probably ask somebody and maybe find out but it's not a big deal in my opinion it's just something different um by the way if you do hear any background sound of like uh, an announcement uh, i do have the gps going but i don't think it's going to say anything so why at the moment at least so yeah, so I'm heading through basically the heart of West Virginia at the moment. It is kind of cool for it to be a week later, though, because a lot of the leaves have turned, and it's one of those things to where fall isn't my favorite time of year, but it is really pretty to see, you know, West Virginia. Because you, as you drive through West Virginia, these mountains and stuff are basically, like, roads are going straight through mountains, over mountains, stuff like that. Um, very beautiful very scenic it really sucked i started my journey at four in the morning so i i was in the dark for at least until about the past hour or so so it's it, it's nice to have the sun out now and everything so I'm, I'm very excited um definitely a weird state west virginia when it comes to cryptids and stuff like that very unique state when it comes to cryptids they have a very 
interesting wealth of interesting cryptids and stuff. I also brought my Monsters of West Virginia book that I might flip through every now and then to cite some stuff when I'm, of course, not driving. So, so yes, definitely. Um, this is, I guess, the first entry in the many entries from the adventures in West Virginia um, and the Mothman Festival, of course. So, stay tuned for more. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sign off for now. Alright, I am here at the Mothman Festival 2019. I'm here at the 501st Corellia Garrison, is that correct? That is correct. And I'm here with Lisa, um, who is one of the members of the 501st. So, um, just to get an idea, what do you guys do here every... I, I, I've, I've come here a few years now, you guys are here every year, so what's your guys' big pull to come here every year? Uh, so we represent the 501st Legion, which is an international costuming group that celebrates its love of Star Wars, which granted is sci-fi, so that does mix in with some of the cryptid stuff that happens here at Mothman. So we really come to promote the charitable work that we do around the state. And of course, we're also here to promote Star Wars. People love to come by. They love to take pictures with us. And we do have some limited edition coins and patches that we also do specifically for this festival. So we do offer them to individuals that want to come by and buy one. Or they can make donations. This year, we are here with the Children's Home Society of West Virginia. So we do have some charity action happening also and a lot of the people here are just really into paranormal things because it is Mothman. But they love some sci-fi. They love fantasy. So it's not just us. There's other groups that represent costuming organizations that are here. We have Rebel Legion at our table. I believe we also have some Mandalorian mercs here today. We've got some people representing the Galactic Academy. So lots of Star Wars stuff. But if you head around the festival, there's also the Ghostbusters group right up the way from us. Awesome. Um, so what do, what is your, I guess, I, I don't, don't want to say dress up because I know that's not the right term, but um, what is your, I guess, alter ego that you would use here? Uh, so my main costume or alter ego, as you put it. So I am the garrison public relations officer, specifically for our garrison. But my first costume, which will, I think, be my love for all eternity, is actually a royal guard. So normally you can't see me because I got a helmet on. I'm all dressed up. I stand in the corner and I'm kind of like the ninja of the Star Wars world. Yes. So that was my first costume. I've made a couple since then. And today, later today, I will have my TIE pilot on. Awesome. Awesome. So with a ton of new Star Wars stuff coming out or have has come out, what are you most excited about or have been most excited about? If, and if you want to do one of each, you can. So, coming out, I'm honestly really excited about the Mandalorian TV series because it feels very Star Wars-y. It has a little more of a gritty feel, which I'm really excited about. I, I, plus, I feel like it's one portion of the universe that hasn't really been captured very well, so they've got a lot of opportunity to do quite a few things with it. 
Uh, and in the past, what I've been excited about, uh, I know whenever they relaunched all of the comics, I was super pumped. And it's funny, I've never really been much of a comic collector before. I would read them. I got a couple, like Witchblade and stuff that I'm really into. But but I was, I've never been a super collector. And whenever those comics came out, I was on top of it. I was just like buying all of them, giving the local comic shop all of my money. And then eventually my husband, who's also in 501st, said, all right, you got to slow down. <laughs> You, you, you actually sound like the co-host Ellie sometimes. I'm, I'm telling that to her, of course. So um, you, you mentioned comics, and I, and I like to drop this little thing in every now and then with people who are into comics. And since we're at a cryptid-oriented festival, what cryptid do you feel would be an awesome comic book character and why? That's a really tough question. You, you don't have to say Mothman since we're here, but if that is your choice, that's fine. I mean, I think Mothman would be a very interesting comic if they did that. I'd be curious to see whoever does the illustration, what it looks like, if it looks more like the statue or one of the art- other artist drawings. And I'd be also curious to see which w- direction they take with the folklore, if they make Mothman more like the original idea of like more of a protector for Point Pleasant versus maybe uh, some sort of anti-hero character. I'd be I'd be really curious to see like some evolution there of what it starts out as, the challenges that that character goes through, how they integrate within the town if they just if it's a character that pops up where they live and just really because partly because it would promote West Virginia, which I think it could be a beautifully designed comic. Now, granted uh, that's not necessarily my favorite cryptid, but it's definitely within my top three. Um, but yeah, that would be an amazing comic. All right, so 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 you brought this on yourself. You said within my top three. What are the top three? Oh, I'm kind of weird, and I think Fallout '76 didn't help with this either. Um, I. I I have this weird fascination with the Grafton monster. Uh, that's the, that's the um, is that the Bigfoot looking one or is that the? He's he's kind of he's white and yes, large yes, and yes, lumbering. The, the sheep squatch. That's a different one, actually. Really? Yes, yes. See, I'm learning stuff now too. <laughs> so sheep squatch is a little further south. Um, Grafton monster is he kind of looks like a. There's actually a cartoon character from like. Looney Tunes that he reminds me of, except he's this white, large, lumbering-looking uh, creature, which I don't think that would necessarily make the best comic. It would be maybe a mini-series, just because there probably wouldn't be a whole lot of dialogue and act- action happening there. I'm not sure. Um, and then I really... <laughs> I mean, within within West Virginia, I think the Reevesville, uh, the, the two-headed turtle, is, is a lot of fun. Um, and then I actually didn't realize that Bat Boy is a cryptid because I years ago I actually went to a play and watched Bat Boy the musical (laughs) and it wasn't until later that I realized oh I did not make that connection Uh, of course there's always like the classic ones outside of West Virginia Bigfoot or Sasquatch is a big deal Uh, and somebody earlier I saw had a New Jersey devil shirt on which also kind of brought me joy so it's just kind of fun this whole festival it's not I mean, it's mainly around Mothman, but it is a celebration of all kinds of paranormal yes, stuff is. happening. I saw someone walking around in, uh, like, some X-Files, Men in Black types of outfits. So it's just a lot of fun, especially if you like sci-fi. Yeah. 
Well, thank you very much for giving us some of your time. I'm going to continue to explore around here. But once again, thank you very much. And definitely check out the 501st. I'm sure you guys have a web page and everything for your particular garrison. So um, do you know that? I'll, would you be able to give that to us real quick? Yeah. Uh, it's just www.garrisoncorelia.com. That is C-O-R-E-L-L-I-A.com. Thanks again, Lisa. All right, still here at the Mothman Festival, and I have run into some of the minds behind the Hell Your documentary. So, um, sir, if you want to introduce yourself to the audience. Hi, my name is Greg Newkirk. I'm the uh, executive producer and one of the cast members on Hellier. And I actually learned from walking up to your guys' table that there is a season two of Hell You're coming out, and you said that you guys are 90% done or just got finished filming, so can you tell me a little bit behind that? We literally, like three days ago, just finished shooting uh, really what's the last of Hellier, uh, the second season. Uh, the second season's going to be probably twice as long as the first season was, and we, uh, we actually started shooting it before the first season even released. There's a lot of stuff that happened in between the, the last month of shooting, and we knew that we couldn't wrap it up, so we got back uh, in the car and we started driving around and chasing more leads. Uh, one of the coolest things about the first season was once we released that out into the wild, it actually became part of the case. And now I've got hundreds of emails from people all over the country who've experienced very similar things to what we are documenting in the first season. And that's a big part of what we do in the second season is uh, chase down some more of those leads and see how they tie into the whole case. Well, I will say this about the about season one of the documentary. Um, episode one, the first episode, got me hooked. Um, I guess because it kind of hit me at more of a primal level because I, I, I grew up with a fear of aliens and stuff like that. I, I know, irrational, crazy fear, but it was the thing of I lived out in the middle of the woods. I lived in a place, not, not this out there, but out there enough to where it's like, I, I didn't want to look out the window because I was scared to see something. And, like, this story, and I was watching this at, like, 10 o'clock at night, sitting there in a dark room of my computer watching it and everything off of, I think it was YouTube or Amazon. And I'm like, I got to go upstairs. <laughs> oh, crud. And, like I said, just, if, if you can walk me through just some of what was going on, like, when you guys first start, like, when this started. I know you guys go into great detail, but just, if you could just give me a few highlights from, like, what got you guys on this path? So, uh, Hellier, uh, the, the very beginning of Hellier takes place in 2012. Uh, there was a man by the name of David Christie who had sent me an email. He lived in the town of Hellier, just outside, and he said that there were these little creatures with three toes, and they were coming out of a mine shaft on the edge of his property and tapping on his kids' windows. Uh, That's the part right there. So creepy, right? Tapping on his kids' windows. Uh, they were doing weird stuff like pulling Christmas wreaths down off the door and shoving them in the mailbox. And I mean, the scariest part was he said that they took his dog. Uh, he doesn't know what happened to his dog. And the the story is so creepy. I, I was talking to the, Tim back and forth, you know, asking him for more details. And I mean, we get we get cases like this that pop up all the time. And you know, we, we typically have a pretty good BS detector, so we can tell, like, who's stringing us along and, you know, who's, who's actually got something valid happening. So one of the first things I said to him is I said, listen, if you really want me to take this seriously, you have to give me some evidence this is happening. 
um, you know, can you send me some evidence of these creatures? And sure enough, a few weeks later, I get another email that has a bunch of photographs of three-toed footprints, which we showed to, you know, Bigfoot researchers who were very excited about them because they have dermal ridges, which yeah. are very yeah. hard yes. to fake. So that got our interest. And then he sends us images of the creatures themselves, so he says. Uh, and, and in typical paranormal fashion, they're very out of focus and... You can kind of see these tiny little things that look like they're almost glowing in the dark, peeking around trees. And so at that point, I was like, okay, I believe you. Let's come down and check it out. And then the guy disappears. And we have no idea what happened to him. So uh, Dana and I, my wife Dana, who's my investigation partner, we end up driving to this town and poking around and asking people for their experiences. And there were a bunch of people that said, oh, yeah, I've heard of three-toed footprints or, oh, I saw weird stuff run across the road down here and, you know, yada, yada. But no one knew who this David Christie character was. So we just kind of hung it up because we thought there's nothing we can do. We can't find this guy. Um, We thought we found the house where it happened. And we just decided to put it on pause. We got really busy. And then all of a sudden, uh, a few years later, Carl Pfeiffer, the director of the project, he said, I'm obsessed with this. Uh, I've had all these synchronicities with this case. I think we need to go do this. And he got in the car and he drove out and he brought his friend Connor. And we went to Hellier together. And that's where the documentary picks up. And uh, it's, it's crazy. We found ties to the Mothman case. Mm-hmm. We found uh, you know, ties to this, this weird guy who goes by the name Terry Wrist, who we've bit of a man of mystery that we can't seem to nail down who's been involved in some of the strangest paranormal cases we've ever read uh, and he was the guy who originally told David to contact us so a big part of the documentary series is us looking for David uh, looking for the creatures uh, looking into local reports trying to find Terry Wrist and figure out who he is and how it all ties into a very strange book called Secret Cipher of the Euphonauts by Alan Greenfield I mean, and you guys did a great job in the first season of covering all that, going over all that. I mean, I will tell people right now, it is a very lengthy documentary, but it's definitely something that you guys, that the synchronicities, the stuff all comes together for you guys as you go. So it is very interesting in that regard. Um, Season two, like like I said, you you seem very excited about it, so I'm very excited about to see where this goes because... I was very interested in this series. It, it took some turns I wasn't expecting. It went some places I wasn't ready for. So so I, I can definitely say it's it's one of those things that I, I almost want to say wear a helmet for because it, it, it takes some quick turns sometimes you're not expecting. So I, I, I'm guessing season two has a lot more in store like that. Season two, I think people who, especially people who dug season one, and even some people who might not have, have liked it as much, if they see season two, they'll have a new appreciation for the first season, for one. They're going to find themselves watching the first season to see exactly how some of these threads are, are tied up and what new ones they open. It, we've been shooting it for the last year, and it has been one of the most mind-blowing experiences I've ever been a part of. I've never been part of a case like this. And uh, so Carl just showed us the first seven episodes that he has rough cuts of because uh, it comes out November 29th. And we're, we watched the first seven episodes, and I was screaming in every single episode because there's even stuff that I didn't realize at the time. Um, I mean, people are going to be blown away. I, I really think they're going to lose their minds when they see it. 
Awesome. Well, when I normally talk to people at like these festivals and stuff, I always have a go-to question I like to ask. And I'm going to I'm going to hit you with this so you can either say what comic book or what like comic book level movie, what cryptid do you think deserves its own comic book or its own movie kind of diving into it. You don't have to say the goblins. You can say whatever you want. You don't have to say Mothman because we're here. It's yeah. always fun to see, you know, what cryptid do you th- think deserves some limelight and some attention? Listen, I, I have to say the goblins because I don't think the goblins get enough attention. I think part of the cool part of Hellier is the fact that we're trying to give goblins more attention. Uh, there are so many strange stories that involve goblins and goblin-like creatures. I mean, if you go back to you know Richard Shaver and the Darrow and stuff like that, uh, I think that would make a fantastic comic book, a fantastic graphic graphic novel, especially if it involved some of the exploits of this Terry Wrist character that we're learning about and finding out more about. It would be an amazing comic book. So somebody out there should make that. Awesome. So thank you very much, sir. Um, of course, you were staying on brand, I feel, with that answer. So, so thank you very much. Uh, if people want to find more from you, where are some of the best places to do that? If people want to see Hellier, it's streaming for free on Amazon Prime the entire first season. Uh, the, second se- uh, the second season comes out November 29th. You can find out more information about Hellier at hellier.tv. And if you just want more about some of the stuff that we're all doing, you can go to weirdhq.com. All right, thank you very much, sir. It was a pleasure to talk to you today. Thank you so much, man. This was a blast. All right, still here at the Mothman Festival, and um, I've run into the Moth Boys. Um, It's another podcast. You know what? I'm going to let them tell you a little bit about themselves real quick. Hey, hey, this is uh, Moth Boy Matt. Moth Boy Jake. Mothboy Mike. And what is your guys, like, the the premise of your podcast? Or what do you guys discuss weekly, monthly, or when, whenever you guys record? Um, we talk about all things creepy. We talk about Cryptid. cryptids, conspiracies, the unknown, just, um, just about anything that runs that gambit. And, uh, um, yeah, we're a comedy podcast. Um, and we are pretty funny. We're, kind, we're pretty funny, right, guys? Yeah. I mean, I would say we're yeah. pretty funny. Yeah, we we take we take um, kind of serious subjects and we kind of spoof on it a little bit, cause you know, do, that's but spoof. we not spoof, but we, uh, we goof on it. We go- goof we do, on it. We yeah. do a goof. We're we're bits. Of, we're we're kind of goofy guys. And my mom says it's the funniest podcast she listens to. She did. And if you're and and if you call Judy a liar, then I don't trust you. All right, so we're at the Mothman Festival. So what are your guys? Okay, I'll. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to do this question now since I got three of you. It's normally my closing question, but I think it would be a good thing to hit you now. Of course, Zengness covers you know pop culture, comics, stuff like that. In your opinion, what cryptid conspiracy or any paranormal thing would make an amazing comic book? You do not have to say Mothman since we're here. You do not have to say Mothman, and you do not have to... Play play your brand by saying Mothman either. So um, okay, okay, okay. I think the Dover Demon would be a cool subject in a, a comic. I don't know how it would work. I just think it's a cool subject, and I think the Dover Demon would be pretty cool in the comic. All right, all right, Dover Demon. All right, next up, uh, Skinwalker Ranch. Just because there's so much going on there, paranormal and otherwise, 
uh, that it could the comic book series could just go on forever. You know, it, it, there's there there's like Bigfoot sightings, Skinwalker sightings, weird energy monsters seen there, uh, giant hyenas, RVs. yeah, things coming out of portals and like it, it's it it's that would just be a great great uh, comic, I think. I'm going to switch this up a bit. I'm going to go with the reptilian conspiracy. Oh, I think that'd be right. fascinating because, like, you can, like, draw, like, all the celebrities in and, like, be like, which one's a reptilian, which one isn't. I think that'd be pretty fun. Yeah. Awesome. Well, well, great answers, you guys. And where can people find more from you guys if they want to listen to you guys some more? Um, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Buzzsprout. Uh, we also have like an Instagram and Facebook that Moth you can Boys. Moth Boys. You can you can follow us at um, and uh, yeah yeah give us give us give us a listen. I think we're worth it. Maybe. Yeah, I, I definitely think we're worth it. And um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I'm dumb. <laughs> okay okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna end on that note. I'll, I'll yeah. more course from Mothman as the day goes on. Yeah. Hello everyone and welcome back to some more Mothman interviews. I'm here with one of the minds behind Small Town Monsters and you guys have a new pro... Well, you guys seem to always have something in the work. So if you want to go over kind of what's new with you guys and what's down the pipeline, I, I, I'd love... I, I know I'd love and I know our fans would love to hear from that. Yeah. Also, apologies for sitting down despite the fact that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we have a bunch coming out. Um, Terran Skies came out back in June, and that's probably like the most recent Mothman-centric thing we've done. Um, it focuses on like winged cryptid sightings in the state of Illinois, and we went into like the Chicago Mothman flap and all that flap uh, and all that stuff. And uh, but yeah, on Friday our newest came out, which was the um, Momo. <laughs> almost said the Mothman of Point Pleasant. Uh, Momo the Missouri Monster, um, and we are in. Um, production on on the trail of ufos and pre-pro on the mothman legacy and the mark of the bell witch can remember which one um and those will be out sometime next year the next kickstarter launches on february 6th and uh the kickstarter is going to be cool we're actually going to do a five-year like retrospective documentary that we haven't even announced yet um and it's going to be like a retrospective slash behind the scenes look at everything that's happened with Small Town Monsters over the last five years. And that'll be like part of the Kickstarter. In fact, the only way to get it will be as part of the Kickstarter. Well, that, that that's definitely awesome. You guys, of course, you, you guys always seem to have something in the works or something, you know, that you've just finished or are just starting to work on. So that's definitely cool to maybe see some of the stuff behind the scenes for that. Um so I just want to, I've just noticed this, I got the shirt and everything, but I just wanted to say, is there a personal vendetta in your mind between the Mothman and what looks to be, is that a Sandhill Crane? Uh, yeah, that was Sam Sheeran's idea, the artist. So apparently he's really pissed off about the, the <laughs> lack of recognition the Mothman receives and the amount of... Uh, the amount of skepticism aimed at the Mothman that is typically uh, attributed to the Sandhill Crane. So he's killing the Sandhill Crane in the image. Awesome, awesome. So um, you, you guys come to Mothman every year, and um, I, I mean, you guys always do the Kickstarter events. I want to say what keeps you coming back, but I think I just answered that question. So on a personal level, why do you enjoy coming to the Mothman every year? Oh, yeah, I think it's... 
as far as like outdoor events, it's probably my favorite just because it's so it's so big and you get to meet so many people that are into what we do. We've been told probably four or five times this weekend by people that the reason they're here is because of our movie, uh, which is pretty awesome because Mothman has been covered ad, ad nauseum pretty much repeatedly everywhere. Um, and for some re- for some people, this is like our movie is, is their introduction to it. So that's pretty cool. So that's part of the reason as well. And just like we love the town just in general. Like I've almost consider it like my adopted home away from home too. So uh, it's all it's all of that. So one of the things I discussed that I really enjoyed, um, as of course we did the pregame to the Mothman Festival of watching your all's movie, The Mothman of Point Pleasant, was that you covered not just the Mothman sightings, but the injured cold, the other stuff surrounding the Mothman, which I find very interesting. That the events of the Mothman don't oh aren't just the Mothman itself, or you know so many other things. Um, in your other research that, that, that you've done, have you come across anything else like that, or is the Mothman a very unique ex- experience with that? I mean, as a story, it's hard to beat the Mothman because it's it's got so many different elements to it, from the Men in Black and the UFOs to the creature sightings. Um, <clears throat> but there's, there's all the other weird phenomena. And then you kind of have the bridge collapse, which I don't like to connect to the mothman but nonetheless like it's part of the story um so it's hard to beat that but as far as like no i see other places where you have a similar similar series of events maybe not you know maybe not a maybe not the events unfolding in the exact same way you know that that makes it such a unique story but places like the chestnut ridge and you know like the bennington triangle i mean they call them window areas there's there's tons of places around the country that have these sort of stories collecting, you know, like in one place, and you can track those stories across years. So I don't think it's all solely relegated to Point Pleasant, but there's something specific about this that 66, 67 flap that sets it apart from all the others too. Awesome. So I I. You know what? I'm not going to do that question yet. I'm just going to hit it up with, if you could have an explanation for Mothman, like your own personal conclusion, what would it be to what this creature thing, entity, could be? Yeah, I can't boil it down because I think there's too many. I think you. it's such a specific case because when it comes to the Mothman itself, you have to go sighting by sighting. Some, some of them were people misidentifying Al. Some of it was Sandhill Crane, probably. Um, some of it might have been drugs and smokestacks and lights in the sky. Uh, but there are some of those sightings that took place in that time period that are unexplainable. Like the, the, um, the, uh, oh shoot, what's her name? The one that was on the golf course in broad daylight is, is really, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's unexplainable. Even what happened to the scarberry, scarberries and the mallets is, is very unusual. Um, so some of those sightings that erupted during that time period kind of defy explanation so i've never been able to come up with a personal sort of theory about what explains it and okay so my final question i normally ask on these interviews and at these locations is if you could pick one cryptid to be like a comic book hero or to have like an action movie behind it what would it be and why uh the flatwoods monster because he's he's like an outsider he's alone he seems to be alone uh and he's 13 feet tall. 
And according to the news media at the time, he breathed fire. Nice. So this is a good superpower. Nice. Well, awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, where can people find more from you guys? Uh, smalltownmonsters.com. You can find us on like Amazon and uh, Vimeo On Demand, iTunes, Google Play, all that kind of stuff. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. We'll continue our adventures here at the Mothman Festival. Hello, everyone. I'm still here at the Mothman Festival. I'm here with Amy, and I'm at the 501st booth. So what is your, I guess, costume? I, I, I keep feeling like I'm saying the wrong term when I say it, but what is your costume of choice? Um, well, I have two characters. There we go. There we go. Uh, yesterday, I was wearing uh, Bo-Katan from mm-hmm. The Clone Wars, and today, I will be in my Boba Fett. Awesome. And so... What are your thoughts on upcoming Star Wars properties? What are you most excited about that's upcoming? Whether it's a game, one of the movies, TV shows. What is, like, high on your radar? Well, higher than the other Star Wars stuff, I guess. Um, Well, that's actually a great question because with The Mandalorian coming out in November and me being the detachment leader for the Bounty Hunters Guild for the Legion... Uh, the buzz for us right now is the Mandalorian and all of the characters that it may create for us. Uh, it's just been a long time since we've had an, a, a lead bounty hunter character since Boba and um, Django, and we're just super excited. So are, are, do you have anyone like already starting to work on that, that costume? Uh, we do. We have several of our um, vendors, basically, um, individuals that you know, build costumes, yeah. parts for those of us to, to build and, and so forth um, that are working on and uh, in close contact with us as the detachment because uh, it's our job to create the costume reference yeah. that everybody will, the standard that everybody will build from. And so they want to make sure that the items that they're producing are screen accurate so that um, people get approved. Awesome. So I'm, I'm just going to ask you this question. If there was a dream costume you could have, like, like which character would you want to be, hands down? Like, if money was not an option, if you could get a perfect one-to-one ratio, who would you want to do? I already have it. And that would be? That's my boba. I thought so. I thought so. I just wanted to... I, I, was, I was testing you. I was testing I mean, you. to be honest, I, I did my Bo-Katan first, and for years I toiled over whether or not I could do it justice because I'm not the tallest person in the room. Um, but I was able to find an armor vendor that made armor that was small enough to fit me that I was you know properly proportioned, and um, that was my only concern was doing him du- justice. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, so... What like if people wanted to learn more about what the five hundred first does or the bounty hunter, um, or the bounty hunters? Where would, guild? I was going to say legion. I'm like that's not a proper one. Um, where would they go to find that information? Um, the best place is five hundred first dot com, and they can search. We're a worldwide organization. They can search. Um, for the unit that is in their hometown, their their state, country, wherever they may be from, and uh, reach out to that unit because a lot of us have what we call uh, academies where we assign an advisor, and that way we make sure that you're not spending money on things that aren't approvable, um, and that you're not spinning your wheels and wasting your time and your money, um, and you're getting what you need to to be a member. 
Awesome. Well, thank you very much. Um, hopefully you guys are having fun enjoying the Mothman Festival. I'm going to get back to exploring around. And um, I guess may the force be with you. And with you. All right, so I'm here wrapping up stuff at the Mothman Festival. Uh, ran to some good friends, had a great time, but I am here now with an unbelievable individual. Is that is is that a good, good. description? Yeah, uh, Brendan Shea. How you how you doing, man? Good, 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 good. Glad to be here. We had a great weekend, and it sucks we only get to do this one time a year, but well, hopefully fun. we can hopefully you can hit up some more of this stuff. But um, but so. I always ask this question. I'm just going to hit you with it now. If you could make one cryptid comic book character, like a star of an action movie, who would it be and why? I would. It would be Mothman. Mothman is my all-time favorite cryptid. Uh, I just think the story behind behind it is just incredible, and I'm one of them firm believers that it is. It's interdimensional, and it's uh, it's not something from outer space. I think it came from another dimension and we didn't understand the language it was trying to, the warning signs it was trying to give us, so I don't know, the whole phenomenon is incredible, so that's that's the movie character I would have is the Mothman. Awesome. I Well, for I guess back for a more movie focus on, because there is, of course, the Mothman Chronic, I mean, Mothman Chronicle? Mothman Prophecy, Prophecy, Prophecy. Yeah. there we go. I'm like mixing up all my stuff, man, and everything. But you get uh, your Richard Gere movies straight. I, I, I still haven't seen it. Still haven't seen it. You, you, you haven't seen it either, right? Yeah, oh yeah, I've, I've seen it. Someone someone in our group last night when we were out at the bunkers said they hadn't seen it. I, was, I thought it was you. So yeah. my mistake on that. Um, but um, so what keeps you... I mean, of course, you just said the your, your love of Mothman. But what else keeps you coming back to this, to this Point Pleasant, to the Mothman Festival? I think it's cool that they have... You know, you think about it, a tragedy occurred here. Uh, 47 people died but they have this festival it's a reoccurring festival every year and it's not to you know discredit the memory of the people who lost their lives because of this disaster but because something strange happened here and I think it's cool to keep that memory alive and uh, to have this group of people all together who are all involved in the same thing who believe in the lore and the myth and the legend and the mystery of the Mothman story and it's I think it's just cool to be part of that every year and meet friends and meet new people, see people I haven't seen in a long time. It's just, it's a cool atmosphere. And if people want to find more from you, where can they do that? You can find me on Twitter, on Facebook. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Brenny Shea, and I do a podcast with my girlfriend, Annie Weibel, called Serial Spirits. You can check that out, uh, Serial Spirits. We're on all your podcasting apps, and we stream mostly off of paranormalwarehouse.com. It's a it's a paranormal-based uh, website with a bunch of different shows, so we're on there, too. So, Awesome. Thank you very much, and um, I'm going to continue to explore Point Pleasant. Hello. I'm here still in Point Pleasant. I think this is going to be my final input before i hit hit the road but i've i've been joined by a fellow dark lord of the darkness podcast collective jerry from hillbilly horror stories how you doing today sir awesome awesome good to finally meet you zinger i I, good to meet you as well so um what drew you to come out to the mothman festival this year strictly 
trying to make a profit. Oh, okay. So now we're we're having a, a big <laughs> podcast, uh, live podcast show here in about two weeks, mm-hmm. and we're going to have uh, the Brohio podcast is coming out with us. History goes bumps coming up from Florida, and I thought, man, it'd be a good opportunity to come up here and, and try to talk to some of the locals, see the site, see the Mothman Festival. Never been there, and at the same time promote a show for two weeks later. So it's kind of a an all around win win. So I get to see something fun that I haven't seen before, and at the same time, maybe promote the show a little bit. Awesome. Well, I, I asked this question. I, I, as as everyone knows, pop culture, cryptids, love the stuff on my show. But I'm gonna hit you with something. If if you could have a cryptid be a comic book character, good, evil, anti-hero, whatever you want, who would you want it to be, and why? You don't say Mothman because we're here, but if you want to, it's up to you. I'm gonna say. What was the uh, the Van Meter monster? Ah, the Van Meter visitor. Yeah, that would that would be mine. Just because I thought it was cool that he had the the, the giant light for on the you know on the horn mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So it was kind of different in the fact that there was it was all basically an event of a couple of days, and the fact that he just they just flew out, flew back in, and was never heard from. So I think that would be like a, an awesome premise. For, you know, how long do they live? They come back out after, you know, 30,000 years or 30 years or whatever the case is, depending on when the comic book is set in. Awesome. Well, if people want to find more from you, if you could just give a quick rundown of what you do on your show and where people can find you, I'm sure my listeners are greatly appreciated that if they haven't already heard from you. Well, obviously, we are Hillbilly Horror Stories. We are all things creepy. Uh, so we do a little bit of paranormal. We do some... Uh, uh, cryptid stuff not a ton of it, a little bit of ufo stuff it's mainly just paranormal but if it's a spooky enough story or crazy enough we'll find a way to sneak it in there but and, you can google us and normally your wife has no is goes into it with no premise of what you guys are doing right exactly and probably the next day after we've recorded she probably still has no clue what we talked about <laughs> well awesome you, you guys do a great podcast i was glad to glad to finally meet you in person and everything and it's it's awesome that we got to meet in a very cryptid and spooky area absolutely we tried to make it happen last year but we couldn't make it down last year so i'm glad you were able to hang around long enough this year for us to get here no problem sir pleasure to meet you